At the beginning of 2019, I made a decision that I wanted to start running more. Now, what I mean by this is that at that time, due to a car accident 15 years or so before, I was limited in my ability to run. I could literally do maybe one three mile run a week and then I'd pay for it afterwards with neck pain, lower back pain, leg pain. It was a nightmare, but I loved running. So I made a decision that I wanted to just do whatever it took to be able to run. And I decided that I was going to run every single day from scratch and that I would stretch off, roll off, do whatever it was to just get over the problems. And I thought what I would do, because obviously at this time everyone is in lockdown and a lot of people are allowed out for exercise and I think people are going to start running more. So I thought I would share my experiences from the last 15 months from running three miles a week to what I'm currently doing now, which is to run 30 miles a week. And I've only had one slight injury in that 15 month window. So to go from injury plagued, problematic to what I'm able to do now has been an amazing experience. Running for me is the central hub of my mental well-being. And without being able to run, it creates more anxiety and more difficulties in my life. I'm going to, in this episode, discuss everything you need to know about running from my own point of view. Everything that I've learned from the food I was eating, the shoes I was using, the breathing I was doing, the stretching I was doing, the meditative practices I do when I'm running, how to mix up my running with natural body weight. I'm going to give you everything that I learned so that if you're at the start of your journey, this will give you an insight into what's likely to happen over the upcoming days, weeks, months and year if you really commit to wanting to run. So I think the, the first place to start is that I went and bought myself some specific running shoes. I went to a running store and I got him to measure my shoes and I got the exact running shoes, which were amazing. And what I learned at the time is that you have around a 300 mile window with those shoes. And I got injured when I'd run about 450 in my running shoes. So that was a good sign for me, actually, that I learned that I did need to change them. Maybe every three, you can probably push 400 miles out of a pair of running shoes. But if you are planning on running a lot, just get the right shoes for your feet. It's your only point of contact with the road. And for me, it just made a profound difference to just holding my body in shape when I was running. Now, I also made a few changes to my jogging and running style because I, I, I looked at what I was doing and I realized I was hunching over and you can watch videos and tutorials online, but I think all of us know when we're feeling contained and when we're feeling strong when we exercise. So what I ended up doing, I ended up just running, standing up straighter with my chest back slightly. And then with my feet, I would flick my feet almost like I was running faster than what I should do. And just those two things enabled me to hold my body in position. That was also incredible because I remember when I changed my running style, I was running perhaps three miles, three times a week to being able to do it five times a week because I wasn't as sore and my muscles were working better. So for me, just being aware of my running style 
and just making adjustments while I was running to just see what felt right for me. That was really important. And then over time that becomes habitual and then you don't even think about it. So just being aware of how you are running is obviously important. And then, as I say, your running shoes as well. Now, what I did when I first started was I just decided that I was going to run as often as I possibly could. Now, what this means is that you are going to be sore and you are going to ache 85% of the time before you go running in the morning because you're aching from the previous days. Now, historically, I wouldn't have gone if I'd have been aching or as sore as I was, but I'd made the decision that I wanted to run more often and that I'd give it a go. And here's what happens. When you are really sore and really tight, running actually loosens up your muscles because they become warmer and you're using them. So what I found is that if I was waking up really achy and really sore, that running actually loosened up my body and made me more flexible. So for me, it was that was a real big sticking point that I overcame on my journey of running, was that even if I was really tight and even if I was really sore, I could still go running. And as you can imagine, that opens up your perspective to being able to do more. So that was a a big sticking point in my mind actually at that time that I managed to overcome that enabled me to run more. So that was a, yeah, that was a big point in my journey in, in running more. Now with regards to stretches to use, I, be honest with you, I didn't stretch for six months of running. Um, I mean, afterwards, I did one stretch before, which is dynamic. It's basically where you swing one leg at a time, forward as high as it goes and back. And I do that 20 times on each leg just to warm up. Other than that, I did no other stretching at all during that period. I changed my running style. I bought running shoes and that was it. No stretching other than just a basic dynamic warm up stretch. Now, a lot of people will tell you that you need to stretch more and that you need to do this and you need to do that. Well, in my experience, that's not true. It may be true for other people, but it's certainly not true for me. And historically, I have injured myself from stretching and overstretching too much. So I decided to just go with how I felt. Do I need to stretch? And the answer was, no, I don't. So I didn't. And I didn't have any problems for around six months of running. Now, there is one item that I bought that did assist me to just hold my posture better when I was running. And that's a foam roller. I'll add a link which you can buy in the podcast description. And all I would do with this is just roll my left leg because there's a slight weakness there. And I would roll my hips. And I do that every evening for around 10 minutes. So five minutes a leg. And that is the only stretching and exercise. uh, Sorry, that's the only stretching and rolling I do. And I'm now running 30 miles a week. So it's very minimal. I find that just by going out and running, my body loosens up and it just allows me to just stretch off naturally. So very minimal stretching for me, which is very different from a lot of advice that you would hear online. Now, when you are running, when you're doing 30 miles a week, that's a lot. I mean, let's just start off, say you're doing three miles a couple of times a week or you're building it up. What do you think about? I don't listen to music, by the way, when I run. I find it distracting. And I use my running as a holistic way to manage my mental well-being. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that when you're running, you are in a heightened state. You have adrenaline flowing and you feel good. This is the optimum time to think about your goals in life. Think about 
what it is you want to achieve in your life. Because you're in a heightened state, you're conditioning yourself to want them more. Because when you think about them next time, you were in a heightened state, so you've linked them to feeling good. So for me, running whilst thinking about my goals and my ambitions in life was extremely powerful, made a profound difference to my life. Similarly, I would also use the run as an opportunity to get rid of my frustrations and my anger and just any form of negativity in my life. And the way in which I would do that is via a breathing technique. And I'll explain exactly what that is. So when you're running, if you're annoyed or frustrated, you generally feel it in a specific area in your body. And what I would do when I felt that in my body is I'd focus in on it, I'd breathe, focusing my energy into it, and eventually what would happen, that energy would dissipate, because in my experience it's just a trapped energy, and when it dissipated, what would happen is that I'd have an excess of energy, almost like that energy was being channeled into running. So I'll tell you how that plays out. Some days I was knackered, and I was like, I'm going running anyway. So I'd start running. It was slow. I'm not going to lie. Even now, sometimes if you saw me running, you'd be like, he's not really running, is he? But it's part of the way that I run. And it's the way that I like to exercise. So sometimes I will start off really slowly and my muscles will be tight and eventually they'll start loosening up. Then I'll start thinking about my frustrations or things that annoy me or, or just things from my past even that are still affecting me. And I'll start thinking about them until I can, I can feel them in my body and then I focus my energy on them. And then what I notice is that that energy dissipates, it goes to my legs and all of a sudden I'm running. Now I have had some unbelievable experiences doing this. I've had multiple times where this happens and I just start running fast, like sprinting. I'm not breathing heavy. I'm not really breathing any faster than a slow breathing and I am sprinting I've got no idea how long I don't wear a watch perhaps five minutes where I feel like I'm sprinting all out and my heart rate and just it doesn't feel like anything's going up it just feels like there's so much energy in me that was trapped and it's just coming out and what happens to me afterwards is that my running slows down and then I go back to the same pace as before so it's almost sort of sprint training but I guess one of the reasons why I haven't been injured is because I don't force my run. I think when I was younger, I would have forced my run and now I don't. I let my energy come from within. And what that means is that you think about things that give you energy, your goals, your ambitions or your problems. And then when that energy is ready, it goes to your legs anyway. And then I just automatically use it. The easiest way I could describe that is exactly like that. You are really slow running, you think about stuff, all of a sudden you're running and you're just going with it. Now in my experience, if you follow that strategy, you won't get injured and I've never been injured doing that. I've had a few times where I felt a bit oversaw where I have tried to force it because I'm not at that time, I can't access much energy but what I've learned now is to just go with it and to just go anyway and if it takes longer, it takes longer. But to use that energy source as a way of channeling your negative emotions and also working towards your future by thinking about positive stuff. So all of these things have been fundamental in my way of avoiding injury, going from running three miles a week, as I say, to running 30 miles a week. Anyone can do this. You don't need to start with three miles. You can start with running one kilometer a day, but just go every day. Oh, that's another thing. 
how often do I exercise? So I've had running streaks of maybe 30 days where I've gone every day. Sometimes I do uh, three days on, one day off. I started training at the gym a little bit, but I stopped training at the gym because I just prefer training outside. So for me, I would perhaps do two 10-mile runs a week. So my long-distance stuff, because that is so good for my mental well-being. And then I do three days a week where I do about three miles. But on those days, I also do body weight exercises. So what I do on that three mile run is I would do 100 sit ups, 100 press ups once I built up to it, some tricep dips. So you mix it up on those days where you don't want to do long distance and you want to go shorter, you can mix it up that way. I also mixed in some interval training where I would sprint. I live by the seafront so I can sprint between the lampposts. Really, once you start to build up a base level of fitness, you can find yourself taking on more. So I could never have envisaged doing the amount of exercise the way I do it now 15 months ago because it was just out of my realm of consciousness. But step by step, little by little, you do build up a tolerancy. One of my favorite memories from last year was I was on holiday in Budapest, which is a wonderful city. And a few of my friends came out and one of my friends runs marathons. He is super, super fit. And this was around September time, I think, last year. And I said to him, bring your staff and we'll go running together. And we ran around Budapest together. And the experience that I had was amazing because the ability to just run at that pace with someone who is an athlete and to have the experience of doing that together from where I was, injury prone, nerve damage in my neck, problems for many, many years exercising. That was a pivotal moment in my life where I'd overcome a lot of difficulties and a lot of problems to be able to do that. And then when you get to run around a beautiful city with your friend, high adrenaline, having fun, it's an experience that I wouldn't have been able to have further in the history of my life. So for me, that was a a really illustrious part of that time of my life because I just, yeah, it's just amazing. I actually went back to Budapest a few months later and did similar runs. There's a island there called Margaret Island which is amazing it's got a running track around the outside so you can run around that I've run around a few times and it's yeah it's just a wonderful experience now when you begin to feel fitter and when you begin to feel stronger as I've alluded to you will feel yourself wanting to take on more in your runs and I like to just stick to the same path where I run. What I find about running in different locations is that because you don't know where you're going, often your mind and your effort goes into working out where you're going. So for me, I stick to the same routes every time I go. And when I do a long distance run, I always go one lamppost further. So I always beat my personal best every time I do a long run. But for me, the same path allows me to just focus on my running as opposed to working out where I'm going. So that's also a really good technique there. Just just stick to one thing. Now, the 
Final thing I wanted to speak about was the different types of breathing when you go running. Now, there's loads of different ways of breathing. Nasal breathing is the one that's best advised. And all that means is that you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I do this most of the time. And sometimes when I'm really going for it, I find it impossible. So I go back to breathing through my mouth. What I found is that when you do breathe through your nose, it allows the air, especially in cold times, to warm up more and it affects your throat and your neck less. So I certainly feel that breathing through your nose, nasal breathing, is really beneficial. Also, wearing a item of clothing that does cover up your neck, because what that does, it does a couple of things. First of all, it warms up your body so that it's almost like you are getting more benefit from your run because you're so hot you're sweating more but also it covers up your neck because a lot of the time when you are running if your neck's exposed it can lead to having a sore throat and things like that so I find that wearing a zip up that covers your neck is really beneficial and then obviously in the colder months wearing a hat as well is great make sure um, also you wear sunglasses and again interesting thing here about sunglasses is you want to wear them in the summer but also in the winter now, the reason for that is because when it starts raining really hard, your sunglasses actually offer you a shield from the rain. So for me, that again, that was an interesting. I just had them on me and it started raining hard and it just allowed me to carry on. Um, a lot of people don't like exercising in the rain. What I would say to that is that's the best time to go running. <laughs> I wait for it to start running, raining. Sorry, I wait for it to rain really, really hard and then I go running because mental toughness, right? You want to wait for it to be as hard as possible. Then I run through all the puddles. I get down and I do my press-ups and my sit-ups. And I come back a changed individual and a changed human being because I took the steps to do it. So let's just round this episode up. It doesn't matter where you are, right? Whether you are just starting off running or whether you're running 10 miles a week and you'd like to do more. The process is exactly the same. You have to set a specific goal. This is what... I'm going to do this week or this month. Then you break that down into a day. This is what I'm doing today. And that's all you focus on. Once you've planned, you don't focus on how many miles you've got to run this month. No, you focus on what you're doing today because it makes it easier to do. You start focusing too far ahead and it feels too much, especially on a Monday morning. You wake up and it's like, God, I've got to do all of that. No, you wake up on a Monday and you say, this is what I'm doing today. So making that goal very, very specific makes it easier for you to be able to do that. You want to get yourself some specific running shoes because they're going to help you. You're going to want to be aware of your running style just so you feel more contained. Definitely get yourself a foam roller, which I've put a link to in the description. And the rest of it is really just about going out there and exploring yourself. I would also like to add just a philosophical thought about running. When you go running, you cannot help but be yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that if you are mentally weak, you're going to run being mentally weak. If you come up with excuses in your life, you're going to come up with excuses in your life not to go running. And it's a, almost like a mirror to what you're like in your life when you go running by yourself with no music on because the thoughts that come up 
are the thoughts that tend to come up in other areas of your life. So for me, running has allowed me this amazing experience to explore myself, explore my mind, explore my thinking in a heightened state. So that for me has been a wonderful and joyous experience to do that as part of a daily ritual. I, nowadays, I probably run five, maybe six times a week max. I have a day or two off per week. And I guess what I'd like to say just to finish off this episode and just to round it up, that during this period when you are stuck at home and you are allowed out to exercise, the longer you can go running for, the more outside time you're going to get. So if you just start up doing a little bit today and build it up over the next one week, two weeks, we don't know how long this lockdown at home is going to go on for. But certainly the more time you can go out, the more time you are exercising, the more time you're in a heightened state, the longer the endorphins are going to last in your life. So for your mental well-being at this point, running is probably one of the best things that you can do just to stay fit, get strong, manage your mental well-being, set goals, achieve them, overcome obstacles. I mean, it's amazing. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you would like help actioning anything that I've said, specifically like the goal setting, overcoming obstacles, stuff like that, then I can certainly help with that. You'll find a, a free link to a consultation call with me in the podcast podcast description. And I hope this inspire, inspires you to either start running today or to just amp up your running. And yeah, if you get to doing more than 30 miles a week, shout me out at Gary Gunshow on Instagram. I'd love to hear any success stories that you guys are doing.